bluffing. You can't make an actor more talented by yelling at them. And if you don't stop, your lead character is gonna walk. Lead? You play Danny LaRusso. Well, the Karate Kid. The Karate Kid is about Kazuki Miyagi, an immigrant who fought against his own people in World War II while his wife lost a child in an internment camp. Noriyuki Morita was nominated for an Academy Award for his performance. Ralph Macchio showed up. I cast you because your measurements allow me to use the same wardrobe as last year. I cast Ben because he has the sadness and talent that could make this show great. If I have to physically drill into his chest and suck it out with a straw so you can take a flying kick and a rolling donut. You're fired. I can lead you astray, straight to hell if you like. Give me a big black box and I can open your eyes. Are we keeping it real? Are we keeping it tight? Are we all just victims of our Welcome back to There Will Be Movies. This is a podcast looking at 25 of our favourite movies from a given decade. This is the 1980s. This is episode 86. This is The Karate Kid. But we are going to first let me talk about Cobra Kai then. You've seen none of it, right? I've I've seen trailers. Okay. And like, I, I've like... I know people really dug that first season. Like yes. that first YouTube Red season, people were like, wow, this is surprisingly good. Yes. And then I remember the second season came out and there was still positivity. And then I feel like I hear nothing about it since it's made the transfer to Netflix. Except it's like now a big like cultural... It's a big... A lot of people watch it now. Yeah, yeah. That's the, <laughs> but his... Because didn't it didn't it like premiere on YouTube Red and then Netflix yeah. got like second run rights in it and that's where yeah. it kind of got like really big YouTube Red YouTube premiere then Netflix entirely yeah 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 so I think they made the first two episodes available to watch for free on YouTube Red and then it was like fuck you pay us so I was like no and then when it uh, came around on Netflix I watched it again and I watched the rest of the first season and yeah I'm just gonna get my Cobra Kai rant out of the way straight away and then we'll talk about Karate Kid. Cobra Kai started out as this really poignant commentary on American class, like, struggle and the way that roles switch between, you know, over time and how, essentially, Danny LaRusso becomes a yuppie. He is a successful car dealer, he has, like, a giant business, enormous house, wife, two children, it's all wonderful. Johnny Lawrence is a complete burnout at the beginning of Karate Kid 2. John Kreese, his evil sensei, assaults him, basically, blames his the loss on him. And, and we we did watch that afterwards. Okay. I was like, I know how it goes straight starts. into Yeah, yeah, and then the movie becomes terrible. <laughs> but yeah, he is traumatized by that. He basically abandons karate altogether. Uh he has like a broken man you know, he he's separated from his wife. He has a kid who he's estranged from. He's an alcoholic, he gets fired from his job. And they, their roles have completely reversed, where he is now, you know, the 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 street trash, and Danny is is the, you know, the the rich guy, and you know, it, there is a whole thing with like toxic masculinity, and like they play with it very deliberately, where like they know that like Johnny is like captain, like oh don't be a pussy, and like metal only, and eagles are the most metal American thing ever, and they are gently making fun of it, but like. When it shifts, it, and it's like surprisingly good as he bonds with this kid and, and teaches him karate in his own unorthodox way and, you know, they're rival senseis now. You move into season two and beyond. Suddenly, <laughs> Danny LaRusso, explicitly basically the villain of the first season, 
is suddenly front and centre and the best again. And my assumption is Ralph Macchio's ego was like, no, 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 no. I don't know if he realised he was the villain of the first season and then was like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. Danny is the perfect man. But there is a definite shift. And then it's like John Kreese is the villain and, and Danny and Johnny are both like good people on opposite sides. But like it trades in everything poignant about it that like comments on how certain people benefited from like, I don't want to say cultural uplifting, but you know, there were opportunities to make money for certain people and not for other people. And it just becomes this generic fucking nostalgia cash cow where every fucking character has come back and it's heightened absolute nonsense there is an episode where like 20 children beat each other to death (laughs) and destroy someone's house they throw a small child through a window and like no one presses any charges and everything's just fine the next day and it's like what the fuck has this become it used to be this cute little like decades later post-examination of things from a different point of view and now it's just hey remember the 80s anyway cobra kai once good now popular but let's talk about the Cray. <laughs> I, I, I have questions about Cobra Kai. Go on. Like, just in terms of, like, is there a chance to get Hillary Swank <laughs> to, to, to come here? At this rate, yes. <laughs> Honestly, like, I mean, at one point, it seemed like fucking Elizabeth Shue was, like, too big of an ask. But, like, there is this huge moment where, like, Johnny doesn't understand the internet. And then he, you know, learns of Facebook and he sends her a friend request, which goes unanswered. And then, like, I I think genuinely one of the season cliffhangers is she accepts his friend request. And it's like, oh, shit, Ali's coming to town. What will that mean? Genuinely one of the better returns versus, like, hey, remember this person? Well, I have to to imagine with Elizabeth Shue, they're kind of like, oh, we have to actually do something meaningful. Because obviously Shue and... Zapka are the two that aren't in two, really, are they? Like the, the, the franchise completely moves away from oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the Machio and Marita. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, they, they pepper in so much archival footage and they clean it up to look real nice and, and like higher quality than it perhaps oh, oh, looks. We, we, need to, we need to talk about that when we talk about <laughs> Kraka too. Um, but, but yeah, like every time you meet a character where it's like, it's clear you're supposed to know who they are, they're like, oh, quick, do a quick montage of them when they were like. 17 but like the alley thing is handled really well because that feels true to life with like you know decades go by and then you think it's a good idea to drunkenly like dm someone you went to school with and be like hey maybe we could be in love now and then like oh shit she's actually responded and all of that is well handled i think and then you just get ridiculous stuff like the entire like johnny's entire friendship group come to town and they're like hell's angels biker like one of them's like a fucking priest but oh let's kick ass in a bar one last time it's like what the fuck is this shit so basically you're saying they made a show that was barney's point of view (laughs) on the karate kids yeah but like actually like insightful and 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 there's there's something there and like honestly the biggest takeaway is and I would say from the first 10 minutes of the movie, like the Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio, <laughs> he is a... I don't actually know how old he was when they filmed this. He's like 22. 22. He talks like he's 45. You have to cast that as a casting director. If he's, if he looks that young and he talks that like oddly confidently, you've got to cast him. And he's actually so much more likeable and natural. Yeah, he's here, like six years older than Zapka. Yeah, than he is... In today, like obviously his acting career didn't pan out like 
that's why he's in the fucking... It's why he was a, a... They were able to get him for How I Met Your Mother and Cobra Kai and stuff. And also something to note, he was always been credited higher than Zapka in yeah. Cobra Kai, even though, plainly, obviously, it is the Johnny Lawrence story. Because it seems like Zavka's got like less ego than Matt Show is my perception. Yeah, Conversely, also- Zavka, terrible child actor. <laughs> <laughs> but he then becomes actually a good actor um for cobra kai so they've re- they've reversed roles in every conceivable way <laughs> wasn't Karate kid zapka's first like on-screen role i assume he was cast because he can actually do martial arts right yeah because you d- i mean i don't know for sure but I, I like i am not a martial arts expert but i look at them and how they conduct themselves in the physical scenes in the movie and i'm like yeah i think zapka's got some actual genuine form and machio's faking it um so I mean, I there's, assume- a, there's a reason why on How Make Mother, Machio does the one episode which is all the joke about how much Barney hates. Yeah. How much he hates Ralph Machio. Yeah, and, and he then, like perceives every, you know, like every villain is the good guy, every good yeah. guy is the villain, blah, blah, blah. But then, and then William Zapka's got a recurring role in the final season. Like, yes. I mean, again, I'm referencing the awful run of How Make Mother at the very oh, yeah. end, but like... Absolute I, bullshit. I, I, Here's some I, random lady we've been building to for like yeah. nine years. I do remember it being like that being one of the high points of the end was just Zapka being kind of like yeah. quite committed to to playing this, this version of himself. I he seems I, I don't know, but he seems like a good dude with like no ego who actually wants to like playfully work on this stuff and it seems like Ralph Macchio set out to be the biggest guy in Hollywood and just it all fell apart once he got to a certain age and then like you know, he still has this thing like like, oh no. You've got to protect the Danny character and you've got to protect all... I mean, the way they do it is they sort of centre it around he is honouring Miyagi's uh, legacy and everything. It's like, yeah, okay, I, I mean, can't like, argue with that. But I, like, read, I read some synopsis where like, they get to the end of one season and they're like, they do a, do a karate tournament and they're like, yeah. oh, if we combine the fighting style of the Cobra Kai with, yes. the, with Miyagi, then so like, Kreese, we become unstoppable. So Johnny it, like, hits rock bottom and calls Kreese to come and help him because like, it's all getting out of hand. And he's like, oh, he'll be more disciplined. But then he immediately realises this was a mistake. Kreese takes over Cobra Kai. Johnny has to found his own dojo called Eagle Talon? Eagle Fang Karate? Even though eagles don't have teeth. That's, yeah. And then, like, there are so many Cobra Kais in the tournament. And, like, I think Johnny's last student's been eliminated. So, like, they co-coach the last Miyagi-Do person. and then Who I assume has also had some experience of being trained by Zapka in a previous season or whatever. Uh, honestly, anything past season one sort of blurs together. I think, so Danny's daughter, Sam, is a major character. And then there's a, there is a, a lady who's in Cobra Kai who is her fierce rival and everything. And I think, there's like a thing where like they're trained, like, she's like actually johnny has some insight and sometimes you're a bit too restrictive in your training and then they co-train her and then all the while johnny's a strange son like every time they're almost bonding some misunderstanding happens and he perceives it as like he prefers this kid he met over his own son or whatever so like yeah his son is like closer with with um ralph macchio's character and then ends up in cobra kai but like creases co- it's all absolute high school drama bullshit but yeah <laughs> anyway cobra kai is a thing it's an it's an un, it's an improbable thing not in the sense that like we talk all the time about how everything these days is rebooted you know sequels legacy sequels all of that stuff like the only thing that can make get made these days is is recognizable ip so from that point of view it makes sense but like 
for it to have started off as that YouTube Red conceptual idea, which is a spin-off of a music video <laughs> that Zabka directed and convinced a few Karate Kid people to be in, um, and now for it to be this, like, five-season thing that, like, a lot of people watch, apparently. Um, I have to assume they're nearing the end of this now. I would think, like, how much can you do? Like, is, is Hilary Swank the end game? Is Jaden Smith the end game? Oh, God. <laughs> in, in 2001 interview with Slash Rule, the writers noted they will not be using characters in the 2010 film Karate Kid as they are not part of the Miyagi-verse. Mm -hmm. have, you seen, have you seen the, the remake? I've not. I do know that he teaches him kung fu. He does. So not karate. He's, not, he's, he's the not. kung fu kid. It is simultaneously better and worse. Like, there are certain things that they are, like, so much more dedicated to making... Like, the level of martial arts authenticity is higher, but, like, it loses the feeling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you um, only you can only make this you can only make this kind of movie in the 80s, and ultimately, when you hire Jackie Chan, you are hiring one of the most charismatic on-screen presences ever, mm. who can actually do the shit that you want him to do, rather than Pat Morita, who, like, like doesn't do much of anything mm. in these original movies in terms of the actual karate. Yeah. I don't know why I said it karate. That I don't was... know either, but you did. <laughs> I did, and that's the thing because like the mo so we like literally like we finished watching Karate Kid one last night, and then mm -hmm. I was like, right, we need to watch the opening of Karate Kid two because mm -hmm. that's kind of like the last time that Zapka plays the role until decades down the line, and yeah. you get the 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 Miyagi beat increase, and then mm -hmm. kind of like tweaking him on the nose. You also get so so I I genuinely couldn't believe they did this. So like. <laughs> It's a 4K upres, and yeah. like one of the first scenes, it, well, the first thing is a five-minute recap of the Karate Kid one, and you're like, the movie came out two years ago. You do not need to do this. <laughs> it's one of the highest-grossing movies in 1984. Why are you spending five minutes literally recapping yeah. the plot of Karate Kid one, and including revealing like we're doubling down on the fact that like his wife and his wife and child died, and uh -huh. like he's a he's a decorated war veteran. Yeah. Um, you then cut to Ralph Macchio having a shower, mm -hmm. but in the background they've got fully naked extras mm -hmm. like hanging dong in the shower and yep. you're like and like because it's 4k now rather than like standard definition or whatever it is you just, you just look at the background and you're like that is a penis yeah in this pg movie there is like fully a penis right next to rob Cry kid one is like a 15 somehow and i was like why there's like no there's there's the tiniest bit of blood there's and more obviously... blood in karate kid 2 when he like punches the windows of yeah. the cars and his hands are just like coated in blood afterwards <laughs> yeah um, and it's said among the reasons why it's a 15, you know, like you get the descriptors and it's like sex references or so. I was like, where? <laughs> like, is, is it is it just the scene where Zapka's like smoking a joint? Potentially. And like I the mean, implication it's... of violence with the leg and stuff. I don't, I don't know, but yeah. Weird. And then, yeah, and then we watched trailers for two and three. We mm -hmm. watched trailers for Cobra Kai and I was like, oh, and then we watched trailer for the, the, the Kung Fu Kid. And I was immediately like, oh, you know what we need to watch? We need to watch the Everframe painting video on Jackie Chan. Mm. And I was just like, oh, I really want to watch some Jackie Chan I, now. Yeah. So, like, obviously, as you said, Jackie Chan, like, incredibly charismatic person. Casting him as the grumpiest fucker in the world is sort of <laughs> handicapping him. I will say, I think he plays the equivalent of the drunken, you know, reveal of his flashback. I think he plays that incredibly well. Like, like the broken widowed man uh i think that's incredibly well acted by I mean, both jackie him chan. and jaden um, yeah, jackie chan is ultimately like a the physical actor super physical actor but also super comedic actor like yeah. he has so much expression on his face and so i feel like a american movies have never used him as well as his movies he made in made in hong kong because no. just because like they don't, can't shoot them as as well 
as they shoot them out there. Like, he, well, that's why he has time. his own stunt team. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, he still brings his stunt team with him to the west and all the rest of it. But like, they just don't have the time to do like. Yeah. Let's do um, like seventeen takes of this one thing, so we can get it looking right. And they just, oh, we'll just do like the thing that Western movies do, where it's like a punch, and then you cut away, and then you have the punch coming back, and like you yeah. lose the the impact of a punch. Whereas Jackie Chan is doing actual fucking choreography in like yeah. one camera movement, and like if you're gonna if you're gonna cut, you're gonna cut to make the punch feel more powerful. And uh, yeah. the Everett Paint video is is great on Jackie Chan and comedy. Um, and yeah. I just and it's just like it it does kind of bring up like like yes, there are movies where Jackie Chan is good in the West with like I think he is quite good in the Shanghai movies. Like I think that's the closest yeah. he's got. But Rush Hour kind of like completely bust um like murders all of the 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 appeal of having Jackie Chan do do this stuff in your movie. But I think that's because Brett Ratner's a guy who runs cheap and runs short. So basically, yeah. that's why people kept hiring to make movies. Just make him say the N word instead. <laughs> we want to introduce the actual podcast we're going to do today. Yeah, let's talk about the Karate Kid. So I just, I, I am desperate to tell anyone that will listen. No, you are wrong. Cobra Kai used to be good and is now bad, um, and now we actually have a genuine reason to do it. So I wanted to say it straight away. But let's talk the Karate Kid. So yeah, released June nineteen eighty four. Little tiny budget of eight million helps when you've got basically no adults that you have to pay. Makes one hundred and thirty million. So. Yeah, big, 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 big hit. Uh, directed by John G. Avidson. You may know him. From Karate Kid 2 and 3. Yes, and nothing he, else. He, he does these three movies, and that's basically like, everyone's like, yeah, cool. This, yeah. Is, this is your career. Yeah, did well, Rocky 5. Um, he did do Rocky 5. Yeah. He did Rocky. Uh, he won the Academy Award Best Director uh, almost a decade earlier. He is, I mean, you can't deny if you were trying to find a director for your you know let's bring karate to america movie pretty good choice um you critiqued it being longer than rocky i i disagree um it's a it, perfect it little shining ball of 80s nonsense and i love it to death it's factually longer than rocky though <laughs> it is factually longer that's not but he wins like and he fights more than one person right. rocky okay. fights this one is... guy and loses like this come is on true. this is true <laughs> However, I think this is where my main complaint with the Karate Kid comes in, is, boy, this movie gets fucking rocket boots on the moment it gets to the Karate Kid. I assume the logistics of filming in that location with that crowd and doing physical stuff meant they had to fucking move it. <laughs> because, like, yeah, it becomes a ten minute montage. Like, yeah, it's just like, fight, 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 and, the, and you're like, okay, wow, the tournament's over, and then, like, the longest and most, like, kind of, like, calming scene is the one where he's been kicked in the leg and, like, his knee's hurting and Miyagi does his, like, pain suppression technique, mm-hmm. um, and then the wrap up this movie. Yeah. Like, like, it feels like it's going for the, the feel of like what the Rocky wrap-up is, because obviously the Rocky wrap-up is like he loses. And At then, the height like, of the drama, the crowd, you know, everything. Yeah, like everyone's just... everyone's cheering and like he's he's looking for looking for it's Adrian. Adrian, yes. And and then this movie is like he wins the fight, he like Zapka thrust the the, the You're uh, right, the LaRusso. <laughs> and then the movie just kind of like it's just like, come on, we need to fucking wrap it up. Ends on a nod to, with from Miyagi and credits. The it's greatest like, oh, the greatest okay. image from this movie is the Miyagi nog. Like that one is yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a meme a meme to end all. Did memes. you immediately watch the community episode afterwards? I did not watch uh, the community. I did. 
So you did not complete your your extra reading. That's fine. You can do it after this ends. I will. I also, will, I will... just spoil it. It's gonna be the intro to this episode. Um, <laughs> I will. I will get my partner. We will watch. Yeah. We will watch the open. We'll watch that community episode. But yeah, and then it, to the point where like they have to come back in the second movie and actually give like proper meaning to, to the, the point movie. where you would believe that they actually shot this and then sat on it because they needed to like trim for time or something yeah <laughs> yeah it is very rushed when they get to the end as i say i assume that as a logistics of that location and you know you've got a- over a hundred extras you've got to actually film martial arts um i assume basically everyone other than ralph macchio I- is sort of a martial artist. Yeah, the guy, um, the guy who fights the the like who loses to to Johnny in the in the semifinals. Yes. Like they keep on focusing on, and like you think in like any real movie, this would be a character that had been like established. And no, it's because he can do things. It's because he can do things, and it's just kind of. Like, it's the same in like Mortal Kombat or like anything like that. You get one super legit martial artist, and you let them have a couple of scenes, and then you're like, right, plot demands you go away now. I guess we're gonna start with the end. If you disqualified the guy for, like, deliberately kicking Danny in the knee and, like, deliberately injuring him, knowing he's in the exact same dojo as Johnny, <laughs> would you not disqualify the whole dojo because it's plainly obvious that the, the the sensei ordered that because then Johnny wins by default? Would would you not do that? Would you not I mean, award it to the last like man standing, which was the guy you just said? <laughs> that sounds like something that Cobra Kai should, should, have, should cover. I mean, there's all kinds of shit like that. Like Miguel horrifically hurts his leg and and still wins. And no, but I more mean in terms of like Cobra. They look at Cobra and go, "It's like you guys are trouble." Like any time you ever do like a karate contest. Like, oh, you, the you... the tournament has been uh, during <laughs> the event of season one. That tournament is no longer allowed because of the events of Karate Kid three and one, I suppose. And they're like, it's it, they're too unruly. There's too much like extracurricular stuff happening. And they have to do, like, a town hall, like, appeal to bring it back. Um, and then, yeah, Johnny's trainee wins. Spoilers. There's been a tournament, I think, almost every season. Or it's that thing where, like, season two is, like, the summer kind of thing. Or, like, you know, whatever. But there's been a tournament in, in most of the seasons. And it's, like, they've done what they can to make it look like the exact same place like the same color scheme it's it's a little bit more elaborate but yeah more more sports movies should have like tournaments and tournaments are i will i will defend this point to my dying days tournaments are like objectively a fantastic narrative device like yeah i mean it's why dragon ball z like (sighs) even right (laughs) come on don't be a nerd you have to talk about Dragon Ball Z. Like they've got like some of the fucking like geese logos in this are so similar to Dragon Ball Z. It's actually quite mm. funny, but like I would have to say that like this movie and then probably moving into the nineties with like Power Rangers, Dragon Ball Z, and that yeah. kind of stuff is kind of like where this Asian fetishization. Of well, you had of... the. It was like Kung Fu a decade earlier. Yes, like in like local theaters kind of thing. you know black exploitation and you know these... they, they, it was more it was more just they were importing these movies yeah, from yeah, yeah. A, like like they were getting the like it wasn't black exploitation the way that like black exploitation was like black leads it was like we're actually going to just dub these yeah like, yeah, yeah. Movies but it, we're i feel bring... the two went hand in hand though yes, and that's how yes, you get yes, luke cage and iron fist as a as a concept as and comic Sh- book and, and shang chi yeah but yeah there is this fascination that this boom that comes in the 70s 
But I feel um, like it, it disappears and then it become it comes back in full force in the nineties as a children's thing. Like it, be, yeah. it becomes more focused on kids and. But I, I feel, feel like, it shifts from like China and Hong Kong to Japan. Yes, is the thing. Because, you know, karate is not kung fu, even okay. if it does originate from China. And, like, you know, you have Miyagi getting into the whole thing of Okinawa versus Japan, and, like, mm, you, you can feel that way, but it was part of Japan <laughs> when this was made. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the, yeah, but, like, but Dragon Ball Z, even when the characters are getting, like, stupidly, outlandishly more powerful than every other person on Earth, they would still do a like fighting tournament because mm-hmm. like the, the early books of dragon ball are like here's a little kid he can fight real good and he fights an army and then like and then this guy's a... ripping his own arm off and shit yeah and then they go <laughs> then they go do a karate tournament and like the karate tournament is like the main thrust of the original dragon ball and then dragon okay. ball z is what makes it into like all fucking aliens and then after oh, they've done okay. like three arcs of aliens they then go like let's do the tournament again and then yeah. the tournament, and then the tournament becomes like a place where they go, they go like we have to suppress our powers, but then when we fight each other, like we will go all out and like make a real scene of it's it. Like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but then they always get interrupted and they never get to like actually do the do the the tournament. But like the tournament is so ingrained in the yeah. vein in the in the structure of like Dragon Ball Z, and it's always like an ability for them to do one on one fights with the the sympathetic characters before yep. they go on to like the big fucking evil dudes. Yeah, and they're just they're just a good idea because you can do like a showcase of like. You can let the villain mop the floor with some people and make them look good so that like it pays off better when they're beaten. You can let some side characters get some wins when we know they're not going to win the whole thing. You know, y- your hero can go through trials. Like Somebody gets yeah. injured, somebody cheats. There's an ongoing side distraction. I mean, my current obsession is... <laughs> this is really kind of... <laughs> so the Pokemon anime mm-hmm. is finally letting Ash be a good... Pokemon trainer. Like, so if you funny know, to me that that you, show has never had him win anything of meaning. He won, he won like three or four years ago. He won like the last tournament, which is why he's now in contention to be like the best trainer in the world. So basically, so funny. The, the current the current thing is like they're doing a tournament. They've got the top eight trainers in the world. Ash is one of them. All the other ones are like the champions from the video games who are like this is the best trainer in the. Oh, game. he's gonna like face Red, isn't he, or something? No, Red. No, or... Red's, Red's the trailer for like Pokemon Masters at the moment. It, they're oh. a, they're adapting Sword and Shield, so yeah. he's going to face Leon, the guy with the Charizard, is oh, like sure. assumedly where this is going to end up. And like, but like, he's, I think his next battle is against like Cynthia, who is like widely seen as like the best champion in all of Pokemon. She's the one who's got like a Garchomp and all the rest right, of it. And, right. And, and it's like he's going to win and then he's going to fight Leon, and then presumably Leon's going to win because Ash can't win two times in a row, and Leon is like. Pokemon's weirdly obsessed with Just Leon. Just so funny that it was the biggest thing in the whole... I'm not saying it's not popular now, but like it did have like the whole of Western society by the throat in the, <laughs> in the late 90s, early 2000s. So funny that he never wins anything. And oh, like, yeah, he comes like eighth. Like, yeah, he lo- he's not he even, loses- it's not even like he loses in the final. <laughs> he loses eighth place because his Charizard fell asleep. And I think they realised how bad that was because then they did the orange islands arc which wasn't based on any of the games and was just him like going around hawaii essentially and mm-hmm. just kind of like having a great time and then after that he was like consistently like you finished in the top 16 you finished yeah. in the top four and it wasn't until 2018 that he won yeah. one of it's these just so funny because like, i vividly remember tuning in every single week to that show and then it's like wait how does that end and i'm like oh yeah he just doesn't win <laughs> And you'd, you'd think that, like, some... 
even if it isn't what happens, you would think some furious Western licensor would be like, he has to fucking win. And I guess that's, well, I mean, you have the movies and he does all these other incredible feats and everything. Well, the thing is, he's constantly speaking to the legendary Pokemon that no one else ever gets to speak to. He gets to beat Gary in a one-on-one battle that isn't an officially sanctioned tournament to prove that he's better than Gary. I think the mandate is more, he has to be 10 forever, so therefore he can't become the greatest trainer ever. Absolutely bizarre. Then we don't have, like, we can't be aspirational for kids, because it's like, Mm. you've got to be like, you can do it, guys, but yeah, like, it's it's fun. And obviously, in comparison to Rocky, where like I think that's the correct move in Rocky is oh, to yeah. let him win. Rocky not winning is like the most beautiful decision in the history of, of like movie making, which then immediately undo in the second movie. Oh yeah, then he has to win because now it's a big deal. Yeah, that's that's the whole point. However, because I feel like you could do this movie, and I'm sorry, I keep trying to make a point where like Johnny wins, but it is in a way that like it's compromised, and everyone's just kind of like, "Boo! How could you do it, that?" And it like, feels kind of like that's what they are shooting for. And- in Cobra Kai because like yes the main kid wins the first time but then after that like we've had multiple different champions and like things have swung in different ways and like you won but at what cost and you know all of that kind of stuff however that's not what happens Danny LaRusso all-american boy from Newark boy is he a New Jersey boy he wins it all so (laughs) this is the 80s decade is this the most 80s movie we're doing (laughs) there is one other movie that is more 80s Okay. okay. In like in like four weeks, if you want to look at the spreadsheet. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> it's one of the most eighties movies we're gonna do. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I understand like, fully I mean... that this is my Gremlins. This is my Babe. This is my whatever. Like, I am a big eighties fanboy. It, I acknowledge it is... that it's, it is... some of it is trash, and I'm just sort of like, yeah, whatever. But like, I adore this. Like, this it is, is like one of my you're... five favorite things we're gonna do this decade. But it is funny that like your picks are like this is like the most eighties thing we're gonna cover, and mine is Gremlins, a movie which is obviously very indebted to like. 50s nostalgia yeah uh, and babe a movie which is like who the fuck knows Childhood when babe books. is taking place yeah. oh god yeah honestly babe is like in some weird multi-pocket dimension truly could be any decade and you're like, in human no, history the movie the movie came out in 1984 it, it boy, feels like it's it. set in 1984 <laughs> like i have to assume when when miyagi gets drunk and he's kind of like mm. mourning the death of his his wife and child yeah. uh, and then he finds the letter from from november whatever yeah. 19, 1944 you're like oh it's the 40th anniversary that he's <laughs> mourning like the movie is explicitly being set yeah kind probably. Of, yeah like he is he is doing this in that 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 vein I do. I do have to question now, though. What the fuck is the structure of this movie? I, I don't understand the question, right? Uh, Danny just, Danny I'm... moves across the country, meets girl, gets bullied, eventually gets mentor, trains for tournament, wins tournament. Come right. on, characters <laughs> just kind of like disappear from this movie at like a whim. Like the, no. the start of the movie is like very much. Like Danny's mum, Lucille, is Danny's mum is a delight, by the way. She is. She's great. She's around for an awful lot of kind of the first thirty minutes to hour of this movie. Yeah, and then she he then, makes a friend. She, <laughs> he then makes a friend, abandons his mother, does not no. speak to her until she shows up out of the blue in the middle of the karate tournament. No, she takes him on the date and she has the that funny thing where she dates in the first hour. Uh, just about. It's like at the hour mark. It's at the hour mark. She then disappears because then he goes like... Because he's actually training. Like That's the point. Like Danny's Danny's friends are his mum, <laughs> a like 70-year-old man, <laughs> and his kind of quasi-girlfriend crush. 
and that's and the, it. And there's the guy he met at the very beginning. Who abandons him. Who abandons he, him. And that's then, the but, point. Then, no, no, but then they come and give him a hug when he wins the tournament. Yeah, because now he's like, cool. Like that's that's part of the Cobra Kai thing of like, oh, suddenly success has has made him into this you know, completely different person. Um, so I, I read a review of this movie last night that was basically complaining, boy, Daniel LaRusso is the whiniest motherfucker in the world. And I'm kind of like, no, he's not. Like, no. like he's actually quite well-adjusted. Yeah, he's, like, I think like, he's a pretty sharp kid. Like, he's, yeah. he's... This is the thing. We have lost this. These, like, clearly 25-year-old teenagers... <laughs> But he's um, he he obviously has moments where he lashes out and gets the wrong end of the stick. Like the scene yeah. where he throws the bike away and has a go at his mum for like moving them across the country. Very is funny a... to me that his cover story first time was bike accident. Second time, <laughs> arguably was a bike accident. <laughs> and she doesn't believe him, even though he's literally cursing the bike, not for her benefit, and throwing it away. Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, yeah, like but he lashes out his mum. Yeah. And then that's kind of the end of the tension between the mum and him having done the move. Like after that, he's not really complaining about being in, in yeah. California anymore. He like he obviously he gets the wrong end of the stick when he watches Ali and, and Johnny dancing at the country club. Yeah. And and is like really a big dick to her. But then the moment he finds out that actually she punched him in the face, he's like, Oh shit, I need to I need to make up now. Young and I think be that, fast, man. And I think that's a really interesting thing that I kind of wish the movie dug into, where it's like what Chris is doing is weaponizing an anger in Sir Johnny, or like yeah. making a kind of like false anger. Yeah. Whereas Daniel Larusso is well adjusted; he has these moments of anger, and his entire training with Miyagi is kind of more about like centering him and kind of like yeah. using those moments of anger. And like, it's a, a really interesting subtext that I don't think the movie is like willing to like look at in terms of this is a well adjusted kid who has, like, the energy to kind of, like, do what you want him to do, and instead the movie's just kind of like, no, we're going to teach him self-defense, there's going to be this stuff. And it, yeah. But isn't Miyagi's whole point, there are no bad students, only bad teachers, and I yes. think he's arguing, I could train Johnny to be a nice young boy, and Kreese could turn you into an absolute fucking monster. <laughs> and that's the other thing, is, like, the movie, because the movie gets so invested in the Miyagi-Russo relationship, Johnny also fucks off. Yeah, I think Johnny not being a character is kind of a mis- but I think that's just an acting limitation. And no, sure, it's it's just so interesting where the movie kind of goes like there are. Yeah, once the plot says you must leave him alone, they very literally leave him alone, yeah, and like... you get like the pockets of like, you know, they're like reluctantly not doing anything, and then yeah, the country club mix up, but otherwise like they are like ever present for the first hour and then they kind of fuck off for a while. And that's the thing, it's like the first hour of this movie is kind of like him and all these relationships with other people, the relationship with his mother, the relationship with Johnny, the relationship with Ali, yeah. and then it becomes the Mr. Miyagi power hour, which obviously works out so well for them because that is the basis for the entire trilogy. They obviously yeah. fully commit to that. Pat Maruta gets an Oscar nomination for, for this role. And you want to strip it away for a <laughs> fucking puppet that doesn't have any facial expressions. <laughs> I may have been I may have been facetious. Thank I, you. I... Thank you. You can pick literally anyone else in that in that category, but we're not coming for Pat Morita. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. And like it's almost become cliche at this point. I don't think it was then, but like actually trying to preach the idea that like you know, the idea of like the the, the greatest samurai is the one that lets his sword rust in it in its hilt and like, you know, he is te- Miyagi does not like to fight. And Danny being like, but isn't, aren't you training to fight? And he course corrects him. And like, you know, Danny does ultimately get it. And like, he's like, yeah, okay, cool. We, we don't have a problem here. I don't have to completely reprogram your, your personality. That like, 
why are you training so I don't have to fight? And it's like, yes, correct. And that is why he doesn't teach him to punch until like two days before the tournament. He just teaches him defensive techniques and muscle memory and good form. And then he's like, and then you can maybe punch someone. And you watch how Danny fights. He never like aggressive. I mean, aside from the crane kick to the fucking face, which we need to talk about later. <laughs> um, generally, he never just attacks. He just deflects a blow and then gets in a quick little rabbit punch to the chest kind of thing. And he just picks up little points like that. And then you look at the philosophy of Cobra Kai, strike first, strike, you know, no mercy. And they just are coming out of the gates, guns blazing and throwing insane, like, <laughs> roundhouses and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, and I think that, you know, that is the heart of the movie, is that, like, Miyagi is teaching him life. He is teaching him to be, like, a, a good good boy and, and like he doesn't really complain he obviously is frustrated like why aren't we learning karate why are we why am i painting a fence he's a little bit frustrated but he just does it because he's a good kid (laughs) yeah and that's ultimately the message is like he is a good kid and they will therefore will do what you want him to do i just wish there was more meat to his life outside of miyagi for this he doesn't have a life outside of me. That's the point. Like, yeah, I know. But it's like he's got all these people that he's like supposed to be talking to and like I kind of miss the the high school stuff when yeah. you get to the Miyagi. But like, like, obviously he, it's, it's what they're basing the entire relationship on so it's kind of like I, I don't know what I'm asking for because like, I yeah. simultaneously want this movie to be shorter. You're asking for Cobra Kai season one is what you're asking for. <laughs> Potentially. Um, <laughs> no, but like I kind of, I find... Ali's friends, I don't know if they're supposed to be, like, so deadpan dry funny, but, like, being like, yeah, she must be into fungus, or, like, you know, (laughs) drop dead kind of thing. (laughs) Like, they find him so not charming, and, like, he's making jokes about, like, oh, I had a zit that just exploded, and Ali laughs, and her friend are like, oh, gross, kind of thing. There's almost, like, a Charlie Brown kind of dry... It feels (laughs) almost like one of those things where, like, you, like... They haven't quite got to the stage where they actually like boys yet. And mm. so, like, the the very act of talking to a boy is gross. Or talking to a boy that they don't like is gross. I think I, they don't like him because he's poor. Like, I think they like... I think again, they like so, boys. Again, I think they like rich they boys. Into. Yeah, but they do because, like, you have the stuff with, like... You know, his mum picks him up for a date. And, like, they can barely start the car. And then, like all of the other popular kids are driving past saying hello to Ali in their cars and then they're waiting for his mum to pick him up. Like, he's the last kid to get a driving licence. I guess I think... He doesn't have any money. I guess I'm thinking I'm looking for, like, a a button on all of that stuff because I Mm. I feel like the movie doesn't have a button on... Well, you have, like, you know, Johnny is in the country club dancing and, like, Danny is sneaking through the kitchen and stuff like that. Oh, sure. Um, I, I think it is more about... I think, I, because to me, movie, and like, you know, he has to hang up about, like, I'm from Reseda, you're from Encino, and like, you know, she's like, I don't give a shit about that, and he realises, oh, I'm being dumb. But like, that is, to me, that is the meat of, that is what makes Cobra Kai season one good, is that it is focusing on, like, these class differences, and like, how much of it is in your own head, versus how much is, like, an actual, like, society has made this unfair for one group of people, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think I think it is more, like, and maybe I would be satisfied if I watched Cobra Kai season one. It is the the fact of the matter that like because the movie's in such a rush to end, and like he wins the tournament, he wins the girl, and then you get the five minutes at the start of Karate Kid two, and then it it, it jumps ahead six months and is just like oh, it go. goes up its own ass. Like it's Karate Kid two, and th- I haven't seen three in a really long time. I think three is better than two, but two is a piece of shit. Like it's just 
Well, three does that classic sequel thing where like the second, the first sequel is like we need to go completely off from like yeah, what we did the first and they movie. reset. They're like, okay, do a tournament. Give me a new Johnny, one that actually is in. If that's what you want, go watch three. Like Terry is actually in that movie, I think, a decent amount, and he's a fucking psycho. And then he turns up in fucking Cobra Kai as this like hippy dippy like ponytailed weirdo and he's like oh i'm so nice and then no he's the worst of them all so i think we need, i think we do need to talk about like all of the i mean the most famous thing about this movie more famous than than anything else we've talked about is the training yeah yeah the like, training one yeah wax on wax off you know left circle right circle paint fence up down you know again it's become cliche almost but and like there is almost a kind of orientalist undertone of like mystical asian man with unorthodox wisdom but i think giving him that backstory of like he fought against his own country in world war ii and lost his wife and child and all of this kind of stuff they get away with it and like he miyagi has a kind of dry sense of humor like sort of being like oh well if you're dead then you don't have a problem either way and and like you know i i i didn't expect you to get past the first round that kind of stuff i think they do make him that more three-dimensional character but like if you just had like ah he is so mysterious and wise like it would almost be problematic but then so much of that is just like this has become such a cultural touchstone of you you can just say wax on wax off and people know what that means and it's objectively a ridiculous thing to say (laughs) but yeah I also like that because obviously the implication is like he just learns the muscle memory and it's yes, like yes. what I understand the muscle memory of like the wax on wax off. I don't understand why he would n- instinctively know to do that when someone's trying and to yet punch him. He does it when he comes at him? <laughs> I feel yeah, like there's a little bit of a reach pun- because like if you look at the exact forms he's doing and then you look at how he's blocking, it's like it is a little bit different. But the the point stands. He's like. You know, he is teaching him muscle memory and, like, good strong wrist technique and stuff like that. And, he, and he's, he's also, also teach- teaching him life, you know. Yeah, teaching him life, teaching him to, like, focus, relax, mm-hmm. like, not, like, to, to meditate. And Fall stuff asleep like that. meditating. Yes. Um, <laughs> it all becomes quite cringe long-term, but there is, like, a, a, a beauty to this, this father-son quasi-relationship. Miyagi obviously lost his child and... Danny's father is, I don't think, even mentioned at any point. Um, and yeah, they bond and, you know, he gives them a fucking car and a, and his own gi and stuff for his birthday. Um, I, I was, I don't understand. So he signs up on the day. In but they gi. have all of his, like, all of his logos and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And like, like, did they run off to a printer and they go like, right, we've got the fucking back yeah. logo of his shirt. We need to quickly scan yeah, this. Yeah, and he like doesn't know the, he, he doesn't know the format, what you're supposed to do, but he may have posted in his logo artwork ahead of time. Who knows? <laughs> I do fucking love that he gets Ali to swipe a black belt for him because he doesn't believe in belts and no then, Miyagi, like, Miyagi, Miyagi does be, huh? Miyagi reaches into the bag of the um the guy well he sort of gets in. her in on it you know yes like he, I, I don't know like it's such a tiny thing but to actually involve her and not just make her the sideline part like cheerleader I, I think that's nice that like he gets her in on it and like I like the little like oh I She's his translator, kind of. She, I think she's really good in the movie in general. Like she has a real sense of charisma. Oh, I, I mean, there is a reason why Elizabeth Shue was kind of like everyone's 80s girlfriend. Oh, and... honestly, there would have been a time where I would have told you this is the, the most attractive woman ever <laughs> conceived. Um, 
<laughs> just because she is such a like 80s dreamboat but it's difficult because like over time i've come to despise ralph macchio's fucking face but like there is something charming about watching these two kids who are obviously like so fucking horny for each other from the word go like stumble across this romance with each other and but also i mean elizabeth shoe has the benefit of like she does this she does like adventures in babysitting she does cocktail and then she gets to finish off the 80s with back to the future part two and part three hmm. as like the I mean, and obviously back to the future part two is the, like the the movie which actually gives jen stuff to do <laughs> as opposed to the first movie where like it, it's a different actress she's abandoned and yeah, like gets yeah. in the car at the end and becomes elizabeth shoe yeah. and so like if you are a, a particular age in the 80s where like you are kind of like I guess like 15, 15, 14, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 14 or whatever at the time of the Karate Kid. By the time you get to Back to the Future Part 2 and like it's a it's a relationship of like some later teens, you're like, wow, I'm I'm watching this person like grow up on, <laughs> on screen in front of me and whatnot. I guess it's like if you watched Margot Robbie and Neighbours and then you saw her become the biggest star in the world. Yes. <laughs> it's exactly like that. I'm not going to tell you every every frame of this is perfect filmmaking. There are some bits that drag a bit too much. It's just, it is such a, like I said, like it's a white hot ball of 80s nonsense and I'm here for it. Oh, like. I, I, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I think like, obviously, Albertson is like a great filmmaker for this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. like he does Rocky, he does this. Obviously, he employs all the right people. Like the fight choreographer are obviously people who work with Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. And whatnot. So like they they know what they're doing. The fight scenes are all in in this last stretch really good. Yeah, it's all long takes, wide angles, like they're like and that's the thing. So like Kung Fu Kid is kind of going for what if we did flashier moves, but like it's all fucking wire work and quick cuts and, and all of this sort of stuff. So it's like, yes, it may be technically more like proficient, but like you lose the like raw, like physicality of it's, it's, it's I know more... that's Ralph Macchio and I can see them doing these moves and like some of it like yeah okay they're not connecting but like it feels visceral and yeah. like yeah like Kung Fu Kid is more indebted to Wuxia movies yeah, yeah, than yeah. this one is where like this it's movie funny they even call it the Karate Kid <laughs> yeah but like that's the thing is like and the, the benefit is also like that, that Karate Fights do are quite short because obviously yeah. it's, like, it's what it's first to like be a point ahead essentially isn't it like so that's why like it it, it tops out at three but like a fight will be over if you you deal two consecutive hits essentially I think, t- I, I think I don't know how it is in general in this tournament it seems like if you go up to zero you advance and then in the finals it's first to three right okay it seems that way anyway I'm also very con- so like it seems blows to the face are frowned upon because Johnny sure does punch him and not get a point. But then he wins on a crane kick to the face. I don't know if kicks to the face are like, yes, you get a point, and punches are like, no, that's not okay. Because obviously most scoring is a clear blow to the chest. Yeah. Um, and then, like, yeah, Johnny punches someone in the face and doesn't get anything. <laughs> but maybe kicks are like, well, that's harder to do, so you get a point. Yeah. I mean, the crane kick is sort of somewhat ridiculous as a... Like, it would simply never work. I, but... I love that me, I'm like, oh, if you do it correctly, no one can defend against it. It's like, you're stood there on one leg. You 1,000% and... could, could defend against it. But again, like, I, I feel I'm a sucker for this and I'm always the one bringing it up. But like, signposting, like, you see Miyagi practicing the crane technique. Clearly Danny is, like, really fascinated by it, has a go at it himself, and then, of course, that's how he wins it all. Just, you know, set stuff up, pay it off. It's, it's simple. My main... Like, the thing that holds me back from going, like, this is a classic of 
the genre in general like or like on the level of rocky because obviously that that is the movie that you kind of have to subconsciously compare this to like to the point where like isn't stallone kind of like he jokes and says like oh they completely ripped off rocky when they made this movie even though they are very different in terms of what they're trying to like rocky is really fucking stripped back in comparison to this yeah where like rocky is like it is like four characters four or five characters and stuff like that and it very much is a romance like the the whole movie is like focusing on the romance and him also doing the training whereas this movie is like it's a high school movie it's a romance it's Mm. it's a it's a movie about the trainer in a way that rocky is not about his trainer it's it's a movie about grief it's a movie that ends with like a tournament and like there's so many elements into this movie that i just kind of wish like i wish you focused on is some of it a, for a you? A couple of these. Is some of it for you that basically there is no martial arts for about an hour or like forty-five minutes, and I then it is nothing really, but martial. Arts. I really like how long it is without martial arts. Yeah? But yeah, I think okay. it is just. I think it is just that 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 switch from where it goes. Like I wish there was a little bit more of it peppered throughout the entire movie, and instead mm. it very much is it flips a switch and it loses a lot of stuff that I was like getting attached to in the first hour and it becomes a different movie which is still good but I'm just kind of like the, the tone kinda, the tone of whiplash yeah. is just kind of like okay I, I just have to recenter into this now being yeah. a sports movie in a way that the first <laughs> half hour of this uh, first hour of this movie is not a sports movie the first hour yeah. of this movie is a coming of age film yeah and, and like and a, he's struggling to fit in and like he was he, he's you know you see them leave Jersey and he's got loads of friends and it seems at first he's gonna have friends here. He's good at sports. He's 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 a he's a funny kid. And then oh, he can't fight. So fuck him. I mean, and and I just wish it dug into some of the things that I like really quite enjoyed, like the the soccer scene where he gets tripped up and his immediate response is to like beat up the other player who like tripped him up and he gets kicked off the team. Yeah, like it, it, it's the trash man. It's, but it's the things like that. Where it's like I wish I wish you dug into the. The cultural fish out of water stuff. Cultural yeah. fish out of water, the or even just like this this rage that he has at certain points in the movie, and because mm. when he's with Miyagi, he's as we said, like he's really chill. He does everything he's he's asked to do unquestioningly, yeah. really. And like when he does push back, he's still like like the the most outrage he gets is like when Miyagi goes fishing and he like kicks the kicks the cloth on the top of the paint. <laughs> Is like the the most angry he gets at Miyagi's teachings. I just kind of wish that the movie kind of realized. Well, he does accuse him of like making him his slave. <laughs> he does accuse him of making him, but like again, but again, it, it's but yeah, done he's a... a very like he does the first like however many tasks with barely a like rolled eye kind of thing. Yeah, and um... I feel like you would just have him like he just needs one of those outbursts with Miyagi where Miyagi is like you're doing this wrong, like you you yeah. need to. And I guess what they're going for is, like, you know, he's obviously an angry young man, like, you know, angry at the world kind of thing. Um, you can dig into, is some of this the absentee father? Like, is some of this, like, the economic disparity? Does he feel out everyone's against him kind of thing? And, like, just doing some quiet Zen tasks is, like, dissipating that anger and, like, you know, just painting a fence all day and, you know, like... I don't necessarily subscribe to this, but there are people that are like, you know, you've got to do a good hard day's work and that'll turn you into a good person kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, all the elements are here to yeah. make this kind of like a like fucking great like yeah. masterpiece of a movie. And I think it's just, it just puts too many things on the table for, for my personal taste. And like, mm. and I also watched this presumably a little bit older than you were when you first <laughs> saw this. Like I was probably kind you. of like, I was probably kind of like, 18 years old when I watched this movie mm. for the first time it, it definitely wasn't like a it's another one that like you know all of the 
you know sweep the leg you know wax on wax off you know the the broad strokes before you ever even see a frame of it kind of thing yeah it, it's so thoroughly permeated through the culture because i mean we've already said like it made 130 million dollars this movie was like a surprise yeah. smash hit uh we we did obviously the, the the highest grossing movies of the year in in our ghostbusters episode but like yeah, this we is kind of blow our load on ghostbusters so now you get rants about why cobra kai is actually bad and stuff like that before we'll get back to some of that <laughs> yeah this is like number five for the year yeah. like it's it's behind Pretty gremlins it's behind ghostbusters we're not talking about a movie called beverly hills cop i don't know why um <laughs> Anyway, it's too late. We've come too far. Although I haven't actually started editing it. It's not too late to just erase trading places. From... Yeah, but then we need to find a replacement for the other movie. It's fine. We can do that. Anyway, um, we won't. It's it's too impractical. Yeah, big, big hit. Two sequels, a quasi-reboot sequel, and then goes quiet, and then five seasons of television. <laughs> I mean, I was I was shocked when I was like looking at like the, the gross of the movies, and I was like, wow, they really fucking consistent where like mm-hmm. the third movie makes <laughs> okay the first two movies make a lot of money the third mm-hmm. one bombs hard yeah because two fucking sucked <laughs> right so here, so here's the grosses cry kid one 100 million dollars yeah cry kid two 115 million dollars yeah cry kid three 39 million dollars yeah cry kid the next the, the net thank you the next Karate Kid, $9 million. Yeah. So, like, Honestly, really... the next Karate Kid has such TV movie energy. <laughs> like, I'm surprised it even came out in theatre. Uh, and then, probably surprise of all of this, Karate Kid 2010, a.k.a. the Kung Fu Kid, $177 million at the United States. Yeah, but that's box. just everything makes more money these days. And it's true. But like, Honestly, in, in I came 2000- out of that and I was like, Jaden Smith is going to be a fucking star. Like, um, there's yeah, some, did, there's some cringe stuff in there and, and whatever, but like... He is a little charisma machine in that movie, so... But then so was Ralph Macchio, and that didn't really work out for him, so... I mean, but also, like, the thing with Jaden Smith was, like, he was being forced into doing that by his dad, and then he just... Like, he does After Earth, and it's like, not for me. Yep. No, thank you. (laughs) Uh, And then, yeah, and then he comes back, and and I've I've heard, like, he's good in the get-down, and then... Mm. Isn't there another thing? No, I'm probably getting confused with Justice Smith, not Jaden Smith. Yeah. He, I think there's a story like he did the get down. There was something about like he manipulated a situation into where he would get to drink because it was something was happening in Europe with the premiere or something. So he was allowed to drink because he wasn't 21. And yeah, I don't know. Anyway. But yeah, it is funny that Justice Smith and Jaden Smith are both both in the get down. Yes. Obviously, Justice Smith. Justice Smith is the Detective Pikachu guy. It's right? Detective Pikachu guy. Absolutely nothing to do with the Smith family, but this is just a tangent decade, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't have many things to say. I just fucking love the movie. Um, like, I... so so go on. Like, when when did you watch this as I a kid? Like, know, like was this like... was this like thrust in you on like television? Was it yeah. like your parents? Oh God, no. My, <laughs> my parents are so. I have so little in common with my parents, it is actually ridiculous. No, just TV. You know, I just watched TV. too much TV as a kid. Like, you know, I, I would watch the, you know, Channel 5 or whatever would just shove on. I think Channel 5 in particular showed a lot of, like, 80s movies, a lot of, like, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Seagal, you know, all this kind of nonsense that, like, I just lapped up with a spoon yeah. on weekends kind so, of thing. So I guess I guess the horror question to this is, like, did you ever get inspired to do any kind of, like, martial arts? <laughs> I've always wanted to. Like, I, I, I love martial arts movies. Like, to this day, I love a martial arts movie. Like, obviously, we've covered the childhood obsession with Power Rangers that, thanks to you, 
has come back as an adult, weirdly. Yes. Gave me the sickness and then don't always engage. I'm like, no, you did this to me. You have to talk to me about it. I've never actually done it. I've always been like, mm, wouldn't that be cool? But no. I, I did it a little bit as like a as like a teen, kind of like from the age of like 11 to 13, I did a little bit, but like not, not enough to like go to tournaments and stuff like that. It was mostly an excuse to hang out with like some friends who went to different schools. Mm. I did the tiniest school. bit of boxing. But no, no martial arts. But I also think it's like a, a a thing that you have where like your favorite sports are the competitive ones. <laughs> are there non-competitive sports? No, but I more mean like because like <laughs> the stuff that I would do is just kind of like more an activity. Like I would not do it in a competitive way. Like if I was, sure. like if I would go swimming, it wasn't to go race someone. Sure. It was because sure. I like to go swimming. If I'm cycling, it's because I want to cycle long distances. It's not because I want to have a fucking race. Like I would do things like a bikeathon and do right. like a marathon on my bike, but it would never be with the express intention of like it's not me in basketball tournaments and stuff. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. <laughs> and I, but I do think there is like an interest interesting like my my sports are more kind of like focused on like a, a solo activity where are you saying you would have been danny larusso and i'd have been johnny lawrence is, no, is, no, is no, 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 no 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 you would no, have no, found no. a kindly man who accidentally turned you into a martial arts prodigy no, no, and no. i would have been straight in there indoctrinated by the cocaine addicts who pretends he's a war veteran but it isn't but is yeah that's a whole thing in cobra kai that sounds great. it seems like he's faking being a war vet to like get respect and stuff and like you know discounts and housing and then they revealed oh no no he was in the war and he had to like he got captured and he and his friends had to like murder each other for entertainment and stuff and that's what's made him so fucked up and it's like oh this took a very different turn than i thought i was like is john is john crease just a giant con man who doesn't actually know anything about anything but he's just you know indoctrinated all these kids and like no 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 he's he oh he was a badass when he was young and I'm like oh okay this is less interesting to me <laughs> anyway um there's one thing we haven't talked about which i think that? we have to talk about in the shower is such an incredible costume <laughs> the, the shower is great i love the shower what a genius like she's straight in there he's alone with her in a little shower like boom <laughs> uh no we have to talk about the soundtrack oh incredible stuff so, um, so, so you're the best is rejected from from Rocky Three, isn't it? Yes. In favor of Eye of the Tiger, and of course, Moment of Truth is also in this movie. Mm-hmm. But what's your favorite song? Because like, oh, you're the best is like that's one that's just been it's been destroyed. Like <laughs> you you cannot take that song seriously. Like you hear that song now, and you're like, I have heard this in nine million shitty little comedic adverts yeah, and like all, parodies. Always always you, ironically yeah, never exactly. in this where it's like a really this was earnest. this was sincerely deployed as a banger as like yeah fucking let's go and now it's lost all meaning cruel summer pretty great song um, cruel summer great song i yeah <laughs> i mean it feels like the least appropriate of the songs but still rips yeah young hearts is, is pretty good too i can't remember i think they play it again when you know, the the surrogate characters go through a similar situation in Cobra Kai. I think they do. I can't remember that. And for all the all the ways in which Cobra Kai is kind of bullshit, they, they have found a good group of kids in terms of, like, they are actually good little actors and charming and all of this stuff. Um, which I think is how it still just about works through the, like, 900 layers of bullshit. Um, 
but yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that is the benefit that they get is they're a TV show. They've got more time to play with. They can add more characters and can actually give the kids some depth. Mm. Versus, again, this movie's one of the big weaknesses. Johnny fucks off for yeah a lot yeah. of this movie, and so you don't actually build a rivalry. And it's yeah. actually why it's quite funny that like so much of the culture around this movie afterwards is the rivalry between the two of them. Like yeah. it, it's funny to read the wikipedia article for this movie and you get the the little bit where like creases instruct his second best student bobby brown one of the more compassionate students and least vicious of daniel's tormentors i'm like how the fuck did you get that from because when they're all beating him up as skeletons bobby is like he's had enough man and he's like no no mercy and then he assaults some children after jumping a fence like why did you ask him to jump a fence but um, it's quite funny that like they're, they're putting so much weight onto the character choices and in the movie it's like one five second conversation because it's like, we need to fucking wrap this up now, quickly, fucking move. Yeah, <laughs> we have true. to be out by six. True, true, true. It's very funny to me that like we are just cool with, with this adult assaulting these children and then obviously that is recreated with Johnny does it in, uh, in Cobra Kai, just beats up some kids. But you know what? They're punk kids. Um, and, like, you know, the skeleton costume uh, kids, like, you know, chasing him through the school and, and all of that, like, it's, again, iconic. Um, it's, it, there's an awful lot of iconic imagery in this yeah. movie. Like, I watched Throw the Cobra Kai and seeing the kids in the in the skeleton costumes, I'm like, oh, that's a, a fun callback yeah. that you guys have got. Like, the fact that it's been 30 years and, like, the kids are still going to go, like, oh, we're going to dress as fucking skeletons. Yeah. Absolutely. It is what it is, and, and it's uh, it's like designed in a lab for me to like it, and and that's that. Um. No, I I, I I will never not enjoy watching yeah. the Karate Kid. It's just a movie where like I just it, know when we reveal our rankings at the end, we're gonna put this in very different places on the list. <laughs> it's it's this one is one of those movies where I'm like the elements are all there for me to like really yeah. want to fucking dig it. It's a good time. Yeah. Like, and what more do you want? Um, I mean, like a lot, of, a lot of the more contemporary reviews are talking about this movie and actually the movie we're doing next week. Um, the quote is from Dana Stevens, who wrote in uh, wrote when the 2010 remake came out. Like, it basically, the 1984 original may have seemed like a standard issue inspirational sports picture at the time, but as with another box office hit the same year, Terminator: A Generation of Remove reveals that what a well crafted movie actually was. Mm-hmm. And I think that is true. Like, this is a really well crafted movie that, like, I just it sticks out little bits and pieces in terms of like boy i wish you focused on this it and could I've, have had it all yeah <laughs> it, it could have done that. and i think that's also my spoilers we're doing terminator next week yeah. um is my issue with that movie where yeah, it's like, if anyone thinks i've had controversial opinions up to now <laughs> one that ben has had to deal with for a long time is um I think Terminator 1 is better than Terminator 2. Whereas I'm firmly on that level of like Terminator 2 is like a full star better than Terminator 1. I think it fully commits to like everything that that first movie promised it could be. Terminator Terminator 1, fucking great movie. Terminator 2, one of my all time favorites, is I think my my thing. I'm going to have to mainline both of them, I think. Um, I will not be watching watching 3 or 4. I'll just watch the last 5 minutes of 3, though, because that fucking. That's a great ending to a bad I might, movie. I might watch like one of the best episodes of Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles because oh, like okay. that was a secretly really good show. I hear that. Yes, was that the Summer Glow one? The Summer Glow one, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. with with Lena Headey and, and Lena Headey. Yeah, the, the, some episodes of that show fucking fucking rip. Is there another Terminator show? Mm, or is there like rumblings of one? Or there might be rumblings of one. Mm. Yeah, Sarah Connor Chronicles has like a, a wicked cliffhanger. I'm like, I really wish we could have mm. like 
wrapped up some of that but like yeah. it's in that era of like fox doing sci-fi shows that get like two seasons mm-hmm. um, but yeah well, <laughs> well the wrap up officially i do a, have you ever had the pleasure of meeting the karate kid in dc comics no <laughs> I, I, I don't think you I'm would have scared. Because, you would have because he's part of the Legion of Superheroes, which oh, I think right, is like okay. a realm of DC that I can't imagine you've ever fucked with, and isn't a realm of DC where like DC have ever felt any inclination to adapt <laughs> whatsoever. Like, okay, uh, I think no, you, could a, you could make a really dope Legion of Superheroes TV show, but I think it would just be too weird for an awful lot of people. Um, oh, he is in JLA Adventures, Trapped in Time. Haven't watched. Um, Basically, Mike like, Thomas really likes that movie for some reason. Yeah, kids in that. It's the DC character that was made in 1966 and required the makers of this movie to go ask permission to okay. to use the Karate Kids. Um, there is only one martial arts boy in all of comics for me, and it is Danny Rand. Unfortunately, problems and all. That's my boy. Anyway. This has been The Karate Kid. I had a wonderful time watching it and a good time talking about it too. So Rude. thank you for... Well, I mean, come on. You're not Elizabeth Shue. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, Benjamin, ahead of Terminator next week, one question lingers. Will there be movies? Uh, not until I do all my chores where I like learn proper wrist technique. <laughs> oh, God. That has a weirder implication here than I expected. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Bye. I did it for so long. Still, I didn't know. And I did it for so